Well, we're fresh off finishing the Augusta Business Daily uh, Culture Expo. I'm with Darren Myers. Darren, you were third up on the the dais, if you will, keynote speaker. What did you think of the expo? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, Sort of reinforced what I've learned is how how important culture is. And I think throughout the day, the various speakers uh, really did a good job of enforcing the concepts of how important culture is, and I certainly tried to put some icing on the cake there at the end as the cleanup batter, if you will. Absolutely, in the third hole. Well, you, I'm sorry, you did well. I, we only had three keynotes, yeah. so, but I guess that was the cleanup. That's okay. You, you did great, and I think a thread throughout the day was we still are facing a labor shortage, and you touched on that. Yeah, I tried to uh, look how important, in fact, teamwork, and I think in our title here, is so, so important. But, you know, I emphasized in my speech that, you know, we're all combating and fighting for a finite number of labor. Uh, They're in a pool that's shrinking, and we know what's been going on here as of late, pandemic-wise. And uh, I just wanted to try to emphasize as business owners, you got the levers of benefits and wages and all that and that's all fine and dandy but at the end of the day the teamwork of the organization is very very important as well and what's a bit tricky is we're living in an era i suppose where there's a bit of a generational shift Uh, one of the things you brought out is there's basically five different class of people now yeah um driving good culture in a company is hard enough and with the fact that you got a labor shortage, and by the way, that labor shortage is going to continue to be a problem. And in mm-hmm. fact, there's data out there that says it's going to get continue to get tighter over the next decade. Mm-hmm. Europe has certainly had a fertility rate issue, and they're dealing with issues, but it isn't just to the European continent. I think our, our country's got a labor shortage projection that it's going to shrink as well in, in the next decade. And so combine that with what you mentioned of we currently have five generations. Now, I have a 75, 76-year-old employee in my business, and I know others do as well. And so even the pre-baby boomers, the baby boomers, the Gen Xs, the millennials, the Gen Zers, and all that stuff, there's arguably five generations currently sitting in people's office spaces and their teams. Yeah, and the, the person you mentioned is part of what's called the the traditionalists, if you will, mm-hmm. the sage seasoned veterans. Right. And what we once thought of would be maybe millennials, you you can now there's generation Z, you know, even younger, right, than the millennials. So boy, I guess how can this create a, a cultural divide? with the crossover of those five. Yeah. Well, I think what I was trying to emphasize is developing a culture that is a healthy culture is tough enough without any other kind of dynamics coming into play. However, if you insert the ingredients of post-pandemic where we have, in some cases, working remotely or flexible work schedules, You tie that in with, hey, I have five differing demographics Mm -hmm. um, that are potentially operating within my team. 
and they all typically dance or sing to a different sheet of music, it, it can be very difficult. We know what makes a baby boomer tick is frankly dramatically different than someone that was born after two, the year 2000. Right. And I'm a boomer. Are you? Yeah. Well, I'm not even, I don't think I am. I think I'm a 19, I was born in 1966. So I think I'm a millennial, but, or not a mental, I think I'm a Gen Xer. Gen Xer. Right. But, uh, but the point there is in each one of those generations, I yeah. think we all have differing driving factors. And so back to the office and the workforce, it's, it's difficult to talk about getting a good culture when everybody in your group may see things differently and may be motivated by different items. And we should say that uh, Darren studies this and works with business owners and key leaders um, really every day as a coach with Tab CSRA, and, and his website is tabcsra.com. And this is a peer-to-peer type advisory group and how important are some of these aspects to the folks that you work with on a daily basis? Is this something that comes up a lot? A lot is maybe a understatement. Understatement. I, I think at least within my boards, it seems like we talk a lot about labor, whether it's trying to hire, trying to recruit, right, trying to retain. There's a lot of frustration out there. And as I talk to other tab business owners across the country, mm-hmm. we're no different. And uh, it seems like I would tell you 75% of the time I chat with people, it's about something associated with labor to some degree. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think it's isolated to the CSRA here in Augusta or Aiken, mm-hmm. but I think it's nationwide. Um, so I think that's uh, – but the point – I want to try to try to make a little bit at the business expo is clearly a wage is important for all generations. Clearly good benefits are good as well, but for the newer generation generations, that wage and benefits is certainly important, but that teamwork and the culture and feeling employed and engaged and involved is very important as well. So as you're tackling reducing labor, you know, opportunities, and you're competing with other business owners for a finite number of people, it's, I think, very, very important to make sure that your teamwork isn't running off good labor. So that's why you asked what I wanted to entitle this podcast. Mm -hmm. I thought, hey, just need to recognize team pitfalls or team shortages or team downfalls, in my mind, equals labor shortages it, it will only come with time and so you're making your you're having to push a rope uh if your teamwork isn't working right when it comes to trying to attract and retain good good employees that seems like the overriding problem if you will uh, in the csra and of course there are solutions and we're going to touch on those solutions with Darren again he runs a peer-to-peer advisory board and does coaching of business leaders and that is tabcsra.com but since we are in the season of Thanksgiving we should give gratitude to the hosts Augusta Podcasts you've been here several times what are your thoughts yeah I uh I want to applaud the facility and the staff. Dave, uh, as someone that's limited on 
getting and doing podcasts or videoing or, or broadcasting kind of stuff. I would call myself a, a rookie or a mm-hmm. novice. Mm-hmm. And this group has really set me at ease coming in here and making me look better than maybe I deserve. So I, I really think they do a great job. And we try to post a number of their podcasts that they do for other clients on mm-hmm. our website at AugustaBusinessDaily.com. And you can go to AugustaPodcasts.com. That's plural. They have about 20 clients now. And you can kind of look through and see some options for uh, your business. Again, that's AugustaPodcasts.com. Okay, we're back with uh, Darren Myers, and Darren is the local franchisee of TAB CSRA. And in a past podcast segment, we had talked about, well, teamwork shortage can create labor shortage. If you don't have good teamwork, you may not have enough people to help you. But I know there are some solutions that you preach and teach. Well, yeah, and I think... uh they're very, very important. Um, I certainly think you need to make sure you have the right vision. Uh, take the time to have the vision right. In some cases, if you're changing your vision, you may want to get your employees involved so they feel some ownership on that vision. But regardless of how the vision was created, it's important that the employees understand the direction and the vision and the values of the company. I think that's very important. Secondly, then I think the the business owner certainly needs to maximize the team capabilities and competence. And and I think that starts a little bit with the hiring process. I think you need to make sure you're hiring employees that will fit the vision. That only benefits the the business, but it also benefits the employee. So in other words, you're trying to establish the right fit right out of the gate. You know, one of the things I try to remind people is there's no guarantees that you get that right fit, but you spend the appropriate amount of time to maximize your chances for the future employee and the business that you do have the right fit. Uh, I think sometimes we get desperate and we maybe hastily make a decision on an employee hire. And I, I always say no hire is better than a bad hire. I think that's a, you know, because at the end of the day, if you've had a bad hire, it's air carried forward. Mm. and you're going to spend an inordinate amount of time trying to fix something that maybe could have been prevented up front. So uh, I think Nick Saban, I know I'm in Georgia territory here, but Nick Saban beats most of the nation year over years because his recruiting and his hiring on his football team. And I think the correlation to business is very strong that you got to make sure that you're getting the right players so to me once you got your vision you try to hire um, and get the team competence set up where it can support that vision so once once you've got the right team hired I think it's important that you appropriately train and develop and maximize that team's capabilities so Darren you you mentioned vision as an employer how do you connect your employee to the vision? Well, one, I think you got to communicate it and not just communicate it, explain, elaborate, get into the details, ask questions, get answers, make sure there's alignment. I think, you know, vision statements can be well written, but if people below in the employee, in the 
organization don't understand it, I think largely it's all for naught. Yeah. I think you need to make sure you get a good vision and value statement, but I think more importantly then is you need to make sure the organization is aligned to that. Right. And so you got to, I think, communicate often, explain, get excited about it, make it important. The leader has the responsibility of you get what you inspect and make important. And I think that uh, you really need to, the team needs to understand how important that vision is and the approach. And it certainly starts, as we mentioned earlier, about hiring to people. I think you need Mm -hmm. to make sure that you try to, Hire as well as establish your organization chart to the the strengths and weaknesses of the candidates and the employees and making sure that you have the right fit. So what to do then for for an employer? I mean, you've heard of all these bonuses. I remember we've done some stories about just mills in the area offering thirty five hundred dollar either sign on or retain and or retention bonuses. Right. Is it money that's gonna help cut it? Well, I can't sit here and say money. Money would help me a little bit, and sure. I think money would always be a consideration. I wage benefits are going to be a play in, in everything. I think to some extent. What I'm trying to emphasize in this podcast is, aside from those, it's um, your teamwork and your culture. Don't underestimate how important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pay a great. Um, employee phenomenal benefits and a phenomenal wage and if they're dissatisfied because of the culture the teamwork or the engagement you know and having a a retention problem you know bring in the next employee and pay them a little bit more than the other employee you're going to go through that cycle so i just want to i think it's extremely um valuable to establish just a strong team because everybody wants to be a part of a, a good team yeah. And, and lastly, talk about the bond through this pandemic of people who've been allowed and trusted to work virtually and the viewpoint of the employer as and, and, and how they work together. Yeah, I, I may have a few people that differ, you know, differ with me on this and disagree, but I think here's what I worry about with this post pandemic and flexible work schedules and, uh, working from home and remotely. First of all, I'm all for it. I'm not mm-hmm. against that. I don't, I, but at the point is, I don't think it's one size fits all. And I don't mm-hmm. think it will always work for every organization, but here's what I do worry about for those businesses that have transitioned f- pre pandemic, where they had a office where everyone was there together. Let's assume for years had established relationships, mm-hmm. had established bonds, and then we're asked to work remotely. I think those bonds and relationships previous established will allow that remote work environment to, to be successful. But I don't necessarily think you should take that for granted and assume that always leaves. Because what I worry about is over the years, the transition has worked. And I'm going to say partly anyway, partly because previous relationships and teamwork and culture had already mm-hmm. been established. The business owner, or the leaders take their eye off the ball because the transition of working remotely is successful. Then I believe you're going to have attrition retirements and slowly over time, those bonds and relationships 
will be broken just due to people moving on, things changing. And I just, what I worry about is business owners forget to monitor and recognize is the teamwork, the culture staying the same as we migrate or is it slowly degrading as people move on? And I, I'm afraid people could take their eye off the ball. Mm. And I'm not saying that that means you got to come bring them back to work. I think each business is going to have to make what's right for them. But I am making the point that just because the initial transition remotely worked great, I think it's going to be incumbent upon the business owner to really stay engaged over time to make sure that teamwork and that culture stays strong and healthy. Because I think if unmonitored and as people change out, I definitely think it could degrade. Mm-hmm. He's Darren Myers, again, runs a peer-to-peer advisory board. Tab the alternative board and tab csra.com. Happy holidays. Well, to you as well. Thank I think you. the last time we talked in the podcast, we were going to go play tennis and have a little tennis match. It's getting a little frosty for that. Though, I think it? you're hiding from me. I don't, so. I, 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 don't yeah. th- I don't think you're wanting to play. I'll bet you some giblet gravy. <laughs> thank you, sir. All right, thank you.